In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Man. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 257 of the Call Joe Mez podcast. I'm Mez and my co-host as always. I'm the facilitator of fun and the Lothario of lists. I'm Joe from the Car Joe Mez podcast. Yes you are. Hey buddy, what's up? Gomez, we straight chilling. You know I love to hear that. Very excited to do another one of these episodes. We haven't done one in a very long time. A little countdown, a little listing. I love it. Yes, I'm so excited for this episode. I mean, we don't have much to talk about except for one other thing before we get into that. Ooh, tell me about it. Something new dropped. We totally forgot about it in our last episode, but uh, Disney Plus dropped a new Marvel show. It's the animated What If show. Ooh. Yes, they did. And I, first off, I didn't know it was animated. And I know this has been a thing with Marvel for years. But I, like I, I've said before, I didn't grow up as this huge Marvel fan. So it's nothing I'm overly acquainted with. But I do love the concept. So I was definitely excited to check this out. This is one of my favorite things growing up. I always loved What If comics because I love the idea of taking... The story you know and adding a little twist is why I don't I don't mind remakes and reboots. I love trying new things out. Even DC has a version of this called Elseworlds where they do things like uh, Red Sun Superman, which is the best, where what happened if Superman landed in Russia instead of America? Great. Wonderful. Oh. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. So See, I, I love shit like that. See, I this to um, kayfabe commentaries who used to do like the wrestling oh the timeline right well they would do it was called guest booker and they would that's what it was like say jim Cornette, and they'd be like hey rebook the invasion era and they'd be like here the guys you have to work with and he would do it like as if how he would have done it had he been the guy with the pencil at that time yeah i mean who doesn't love fantasy booking right we all we all love to throw our two cents in whether it's the movie Absolutely. we're watching, the the sports show, we always gonna be like, "Well, I would have did this." So this is a fun, fun thing. It is a, I think, six or eight episode series. Every episode will be a different story. I believe these are new sto- mostly new stories. They might do one or two of them, but these are mostly new just for this this show. And they decided the people at Marvel, the people at Disney, said, "Listen." We need to hook one person from the beginning, and that's Joe from the Car Jomez podcast. So how are we going to do that? Well, we're going to make the debut episode one about Agent Carter because they know that if there's one thing that I love and that I will always be a simp for, it's Agent Carter. I knew there was an Agent Carter episode. I didn't know it was the first one, so when I turned it on, I was like, Oh, they they got Joe hooked. He he's all in. Here we go. 
all in. I think all six episodes should be about Agent Carter. But, you know, wouldn't you want to see? Like, they set things up, not to jump ahead, but they set things up in motion of how things would have played out in the future, and I kind of want to see that future, don't you? I would definitely sign up for that. I'd buy tickets. I'd, I'd buy the pay-per-view, the iPay-per-view. So I believe they announced that there is going to be – there's already another season coming out. And I think they said there's going to be another uh, Carter episode. I think that's what I heard. So that's that's exciting after seeing this. Uh, we keep talking about it. What is this episode of What If about, Joseph? It's just what if Peggy Carter – had gotten the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. Yes. They set it up like it's the regular Captain America movie, except one one small change happened. Peggy decides to stay outside instead of going inside, and it changes history as we know it. Yeah. There was an incident during when they're getting Steve prepped to go into the chamber. It's a last minute thing. There's no uh, there's no turning back. Steve is unable to do it. I don't want to give too many spoilers because we're not going to talk about this overly in depth. But Peggy has to jump in the machine and then she basically has to be the one to go into World War Two and and basically retrace the steps that we know Steve did as Captain America, saving the Howling Commandos and going through on all those missions throughout Europe to uh, stop Hydra from taking over the world. It's great because it's it's not just a new story. You get he's like, oh wait, look, it's it's the train. Look at this. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. A lot of fun. Look so so looking forward to to this series. I gotta say, uh, I've been excited for the show until I saw the animation and watching it. I still don't love the animation. Uh, sometimes it looks okay and sometimes I think it looks bad. I'm guessing this is a cheap a cheap way to animate something to get it out quick maybe mm-hmm. but uh i would have liked a little better animation i gotta say uh honestly it didn't bother me i was just i was really just hooked on the story and the and the whole like possibility and you know the whole what if premise of it i thought was really cool because like i said it's not something i'm overly engaged with on the marvel end and obviously i'm a bit more attached because i love agent carter and i love the series that was on abc until they unceremoniously canceled it (laughs) dickheads but either way like now i'm if i wasn't overly excited to see the rest of this beforehand i am most certainly literally all in right now one thing that helped is a lot of the voice actors came back so you got to it was like you were in that you were like in that world again yeah that was one of the things i was going to bring up because Pretty much everyone except Chris yes. Evans, if if I'm correct, that's what it sounded like. Anyway, I believe I believe so. Yes, maybe Sebastian Stan. I I didn't know. No, he he was he was there. It yes, was, that was so him. yeah. So like I think Chris Evans was the only one who wasn't involved in this, and you didn't even notice the guy sounded just like him. He did he did he did a very good job. Yes, it was it's good. From that perspective, it reminded me of the old Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon, where. They kind of started the animation and the voice cast was kind of built around what they had already established in the movies. So like Tony Stark was drawn like Robert Downey Jr. And the guy doing the voice was basically doing an impression of Robert Downey Jr. So That's like good. that was very cool. You know, Joe, I we I didn't bring it up on the show. I watched Agent Carter this past year. Did I, you? I binged it, Joe. Yes. I we uh we did an MCU rewatch 
where we did the chronological timeline order. Oh. So we basically started. We started with Captain America, and then we go into uh, Agent Carter, both seasons. And uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a really good show. She's wonderful. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. And when you get to season two, her relationship with Mr. Jarvis is stu- so good. Well, not even season two. It's season one. But like season two, when they go to the West Coast, I think is just yes. spectacular. So good. So watching this episode, it was so cool because it was everybody brought back. And I was like, oh, man, it made me like, man, Agent Carter was the best. Joe was right. That show was so good. See, everybody should always listen to me. (laughs) I am always right. I'm the Raja of righteousness. And always pay attention to the superstar. Marvel hasn't announced the other episodes, but uh, we know from the trailer a couple of what they're going to be. And uh, there's some interesting stuff coming up. Yeah, there is a lot of interesting stuff coming up. So Marvel's been knocking it out of the park for the most part with their shows on Disney+. Plus. Like, we both love WandaVision. I I think we both enjoyed Loki. I would say uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was okay. Yes, I liked them all. I think that was the... The least of the three. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't disliked anything, but I would say that one was the least uh, overwhelming, I guess, or underwhelming, whatever. I'm amazed at the amount of content they've been able to just pump out, and that just goes to show you like how many great people who understand their brand and their IP that they have under their umbrella right now. On uh, the Disney Channel, on Disney Junior, there's a new Disney, a uh, new Marvel show. Uh, Spider-Man and his friends or something So it's like a, a little kid version Of Spider-Man, Spider-Gwen Or Ghost Spider, whatever they call it on the show And uh, Miles Morales oh. Fighting like fighting like Little versions of the Rhino And Green Goblin and shit like that So it's it's crazy It's I love it really? They're taking that over everything Yeah, I, could, I was like, what is this? I mean, oh, and you know, you know who does the theme song? Patrick Stump does the theme song So Joseph. now you know it's, it's good <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> My goodness, dipping their toes and everything. I hear the video game, though, that came out, that Avenger game, wasn't good. So that's a little disappointing. Yeah, I, I mean, probably the... I know they did Lego Avengers, and those are always fun in their own way. Those are always fun, yeah. But as far as, like, a normal this game, This was supposed to be... This was supposed to be the shit. And uh, there's also a Guardians of the Galaxy game is coming out this year. So, hopefully, maybe that'll work. Well, Gomez, I think that's good. Everyone should go watch this show. We'll obviously be talking about it in the future, but... While you're doing that, remember to follow us on all social media at Jomez. Subscribe to this show. Leave a review wherever it is that you're downloading this from and share it with your friends. That way, why Gomez? So we could be rich and famous. Woo! We want to splash water in our belly buttons. Belly please. button splashing. <laughs> Take a picture of you subscribing to this show Tweet it to us using the hashtag belly button splash, and <laughs> I will send you an autographed 8 by 10 if you are in the continental United States. I love it. God bless. So good. So we got that out the way. Let's get to the meat and potatoes, Joe, what everyone's here for. Yeah, why are we it's here time today, for Gomez? A top five. A top five, baby. Five. Woo. Today we're doing 
top five movie soundtracks. Oh, I'm excited. I knew you would be, and I kind of feel like I know your list without even hearing it. But that's only because no. I've known you for like 20 years, and I feel like I- I'm gonna say no. Here's the thing: I made it a self rule. I didn't put any. There's no musicals on this list. I almost fell into that trap myself, but I think I because stayed away be, from it. Yeah, because it'd be all musical then. It's like if I put Greatest Showman, like then how could yes. I not put Sweeney Todd? And how can I not do this and that? You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I was High like, School ah, Musical. I could. So I had in the game. I, <laughs> so I stayed away from that type of stuff. But my list is all over the place. So much. Well, I thought I had a list, and then I talked to my wife yesterday. And she was like, oh, what about this? And I said, what? And she said, what about this? And I said, oh, my goodness. So my list was in shambles earlier today. So now this has become Kellyanne's list. (laughs) No. But she mentioned something. I mean, I couldn't forget one of these. I mean, to you, it's like whatever. But, uh, like, this was my shit. And, oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe I forgot about it. But it's on there now. So this is, I'm feeling real good about my list. Well, I think this is a definitive list. I think we should state before we get going that this is not a list of what we think are the best soundtracks of all time or the most influential <laughs> soundtracks of all time. No. Personally, we don't give a shit. This is simply what stands out to us personally, what has that nostalgia, brings back those fond memories, and hopefully it'll trigger the same emotions in you or make you think of the same type of things and put you in that headspace where we are at right now. Now, did you have any rules put in your list? Like, like what kind of criteria did you use here? So the main thing for me was I needed to be able, like the second I thought of a soundtrack, I, I, I would look at the list of songs on it and I'd say, how many of these can I actually vividly picture this scene in which this is playing? It had to be something that stood out to me. Ooh, interesting. That's a very good way to do it. Be- okay. Because that's that's how it be. You know, th- anyone can put a song on a soundtrack. You know what I mean? Like like we talked sure. about last week with the first Suicide Squad movie. It became just a mishmash of popular songs, but like I can't tell you at any point in which they were used during the movie. No. None of it flowed. This new Suicide Squad. Sometimes the music was too on the nose. Like it, like that's how good it was. So yeah, I totally get that. You know, meanwhile, right. like if I think of something like Guardians of the Galaxy, I think of like Cherry Bomb with the whole team coming together with their Guardian suits on for like the first time, and everyone totally, I get you it. know, like stuff like that. And that's that's the kind of stuff that makes it uh, meaningful, makes it stand out, and and gives you that like nostalgic feeling that makes you remember the movie years after the fact. Totally. All right. Very good, John. All right. You explained that very well. You had a good criteria. I like that. You really thought about the list. Look at that, listeners. Woof. I'm not the emperor of entertainment for nothing, Gomez. (laughs) Uh, Are we doing any honorable mentions to start? How do you want to do this? Just get into it? Boom. Maybe save a little uh, one or two honorable mentions to the end. I did have some because I was uh, just... uh, kind of putting a list together and then I kind of had to narrow it down as we got down I said ooh we got to put this in some kind of order here because I had this but ooh that, this one I just remembered just jumped it so all right you want to start us off poppy I'll start us off mm, number 5 okay gomez my number 5 is a very important movie for me at the time and I felt like it hit pop culture in a big way 
but has kind of gotten forgotten about as we've gone on. But you have to remember at the time, this movie was a big fucking deal. And it was called Wayne's World in 1992. Oh, yeah, it was. It's got songs on it like Bohemian Rhapsody, Foxy Lady, Alice Cooper's Feed My Frankenstein. And one of the biggest ones for me that I remember is Tia Carrere singing Ballroom Blitz. Oh, of course. Amazing. So just Wayne's World was a big deal. I mean, who didn't do that whole Bohemian Rhapsody headbanging thing for years after the fact, after that movie came out? Were we supposed to stop? No, I mean, you still do it to this day, depending on the oh. the average median <laughs> age of the people in your car at the yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> no, you can't hurt on next. You know, this it's is very a, old. This movie's going to be 30 years old next year. Holy shit, man. Wayne's <laughs> crazy. World. Wayne's World is going to be 30 fucking years old. Oh, my God. We're so old. And, <laughs> and not only was Wayne's World really popular at the time, coming off a Saturday Night Live skit... But then I feel like it got more popular on VHS because it had a tie-in with McDonald's where, like, if you bought, like, an extra value meal, you got a copy of Wayne's World for, like, three bucks or something. Oh, really? Like, that's that's how I got my VHS copy. It was like I bought, like, a Big Mac and got a copy of Wayne's World for, you know, an extra dollar with a large soda or something. I Like, but it was... Like, that was a a genuine thing at the time. So I felt like everybody had a copy of Wayne's World and just wore it out. I love that movie. It's so good. My goodness. Wayne's World. Great choice, Joe. That is a killer soundtrack. I mean, the choice, the the songs in there, the old timers in there. It's it's great. All right, Gomez, what are you coming up with? So number five, this is is a curveball one. So, like, when I'm doing uh, stuff, I do a lot of editing and, uh, you know, I do stuff. I create stuff. I listen to some music. You create and, stuff uh, like Jesus? <laughs> I mean, we create this podcast, don't we? So, <laughs> Yes, for, from the bowels of the internet. <laughs> so when I'm doing that, I put on some music. I put on some spooky music, you know? And I put on the Jason Lives soundtrack. Uh, do you say Jason Lives? Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, Part 6. Ooh. Jason Lives. So this is one of my favorite movies uh, growing up, still is. And the music was always... Not that there's... The music matters in all the Friday 13th. It's very distinct uh, music. But this one in particular, they really amped it up. And there's fun stuff and spooky stuff. And it just... When I'm grooving, doing my shit... This is what I listen to. Sit back and just listen to the creepy-ass sounds. So you like some creepy-ass sounds to get you in the mood to do, to be creative. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of songs we got on this soundtrack? This is all... It's just, like, a, just, like a score? Like a musical? It's like a score. Just okay. a musical score. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I threw a curveball to start. Number five. The rest are all music, music, music ones. Okay. But... I wanted to be like, you know what? This is something I listen to a lot. So I should give it its props. And uh, maybe there's other people out there who listen to, to things. I know I've seen people do that when they're creating, making posters, doing editing. You know, they put on stuff like that. So uh, letting people know. I don't I don't doubt that whatsoever. We know there is a, a huge following for, for horror and horror products. And I'm sure, like, you know, just like I listen to 80s music, I'm sure that people have their... Their iPod Nanos filled with 
stuff like spooky <laughs> music. Well, definitely. Like, uh, you know, vinyl's a thing. So things, stuff like this comes out on vinyl. So people are buying it. Can so, we take uh, a sidebar for a second? Because why the fuck is vinyl a thing again? Because people say it's the best. I don't know. Have people never had to move and, like, pack boxes and just carry this shit? Do you know that this is not light? Do you know that this takes up space? Do you know that you will not live in this house or this apartment for the rest of your life and you will at some point have to fucking move it? the fuck is wrong with you you can get that digitally it's in the fucking cloud it's in the cloud the cloud is so light i could put it in my car right now from here with my mind i don't even need to pick it up nah bro doesn't sound the same man it's different it's not the same bro you're fucking crazy Uh, listen, it's it's crazy. You go to Target, they got a they got a vinyl section now. I know. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> it's like what? There was years where like you couldn't give that shit away at a fucking garage. Oh there. my god, you would go crazy when you found. Oh look at this at a garage. No, now forget it. But you're stupid if you're selling it at a garage sale. Oh my goodness. So yeah, pop on a vinyl of Jason Lives and uh, listen to some spooky sounds. I think you'll like yeah, it. it- and then build up your muscles when you're moving fucking six months. <laughs> Number four, baby. <laughs> Number four is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's also one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. I've talked about this movie ad nauseum throughout the years on this podcast. So you know what I'm talking about. The Karate Kid. Ooh, that's a good one. That's definitely a joke soundtrack. Absolutely. This movie is 37 years old now. Man. <laughs> like, how fucking ridiculous. Like, And this is going to be the running theme with probably everything we're talking about say, from now on. Man, this is the depressing episode. <laughs> but some of the songs on this album, Moment of Truth by Survivor, No Shelter by Broken Edge, Young Hearts by Commuter, and probably the greatest soundtrack song to have ever exist, You're the Best by Joe Esposito. That's a great song. And once again, it's one of those things where each one of those songs, immediately I picture the scene in like where it's playing over, it's like, and I get it gets me hyped. It gets me hyped every time. And the Karate Kid, obviously, with such a deep connection to me, it hits me right in those nostalgic nether regions in the best ways possible. Gives me the little gold bond tinglies all over, and I just love it. So, Karate Kid soundtrack always going to be on my playlist. Have you gone back and watched Karate Kid since you've watched Cobra Kai? Yes, I have, because they're all on Netflix. Oh, so does it make you love it even more now? You know, I don't know if it makes me love it more, but I still, all the feelings I had when I was five years old watching it, I still feel that way about that movie now. That's awesome to hear. Good for you. Great. My number four, Rocky Four soundtrack. Is this on your list? Do I have to pause and talk about it this later? Is, this is not on my list Whoa. because I I kind of took for granted 
that you were going to have it. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I I was back and forth because I was like, oh, do I put it in? I have to. I was like, but how could I not? We did an episode. Where we talked about our favorite movie uh, songs from movies, and we talked about all these goddamn songs. Like, come on, it's yes. the best. I mean, you said you left out musicals. I don't know. To me, I consider Rocky Four probably the greatest <laughs> musical of all time. I understand. I, I, I get that, definitely. <laughs> or at least it's the best music video collage that has ever been made. It's definitely the best music video of all time. <laughs> it's Burning Heart, Hearts on Fire, Eye of the Tiger, Living in America, No Easy Way Out. Oh, my God, this is like, fire. It's, it's phenomenal. Top to bottom, phenomenal. And that's one of those things that if you ever need, like, inspiration, like you're feeling down, maybe your daddy beat you up and leave you in the gutter, like, as long as you can hear this song or this soundtrack come on, I mean, if that doesn't inspire you to pick yourself up out of that gutter, and then maybe take a walk over to the public zoo to go look at the zebras. I don't know what will. <laughs> and using your criteria, I mean, what what movie is better using their songs from their soundtrack than this? Oh, my God. It's perfect. Oof. 100%. Definitely agree with that. Great selection. All right. Number three, baby. Uh, okay. I think this one's going to be kind of an oddball. Um, okay. I like these popular movie we just talked about the director a couple weeks back when we did our he-man episode mm. it's a movie from 1995 and it's called mall rats oh sure i could definitely yes mall rats was a big deal to 14 year old joe because at the time people my age felt that kevin smith was like the voice of our generation insane <laughs> <laughs> But it's the truth. Like, I know. Like, yes, every, it's 100% true. I was there too. We all agreed. This guy's amazing. Like, he makes movies for us, man. Like, he really gets us. He gets, he gets what uh, our, in our heads. Like, I want to stay in bed and not make my girlfriend breakfast because I'm busy playing Sega Genesis hockey. Hartford, the whale, they only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime. Breakfast, schmeckfest, Renee. <laughs> but on uh, on this soundtrack we got the goops doing a cover of build me up buttercup Ooh. we've got social by squirt gun which is the song that plays over the opening credits uh a song from bush who was just about to break out at that time called bubbles and then one of my favorite bands coming in with a song that hadn't been released to that point called suzanne which is a song I absolutely love hey, by Weezer. Weezer's had, at that time, Weezer was, woof, forget about it. Weezer was a big deal. Alternative music was a big deal. And everything with this kind of, it, it fit all the, the puzzle pieces, you know? Everything plugged in, like, exactly where it needed to be this for the was, time and yeah. the situation. And also, what, what was a little bit different for the time on this soundtrack was you got pieces of movie dialogue to break up the songs on the soundtrack. Oh, always love that. Yes, always love that. So that was that. kind of a big deal because you would get something like after Jason Lee and Shannon Doherty have sex in the elevator, like on the soundtrack, it would be Jason Lee doing the, uh, I believe it's called the post-coital techno boogie. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. 
where he's like, nts, nts, nts. that was romantic, nts, nts, passionate, yeah. <laughs> you know, so just stuff like that that kept you attached to the movie. Love that. And actually followed the the timeline. So if you're just listening to the soundtrack straight through, maybe you're driving in your car with your baby girl, got the CD playing, compact discs were a way of life if you had that plug in for your cassette player that way you can play the disc man while you held it if you didn't have the no skip function it was great no skip what a game changer that was my goodness absolutely Fuck. so yeah mall rats i figure mall rats is not something people think of but like it was a big deal and that was a soundtrack i listened to god i over and over no you, it's it definitely you say it and it's like no that was that was pretty big. Yeah, no, I get it. Totally. Great choice. My number three is a movie called Drive. It stars Ryan Gosling and uh, Michelle, uh, what's her face? Yeah, I don't know. Michelle, Michelle Williams. Smith. Williams. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't like her? Was it too much Dawson? I Ah, I hated her on this. <laughs> you Creed. ruined for life. <laughs> oh no! I so I was introduced to her obviously from Dawson's Creek, and I was just like, no, nothing this woman ever does. Absolutely not. I just I can't I can't stand it. Uh, Kellyanne has been rewatching Dawson's Creek from the beginning. She's up to season five. She's almost done. What a roller coaster that really? show's been. Yeah, I've been getting the updates, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, that's right, and it's so funny. Now, has she gotten up to the episode where Dawson's dad dies via ice cream? Not yet. I've been wait. We've been counting down the episodes, bro. It happens in epi- in season five. It ha- It's like uh, like 10 episodes in or something like that. Oh, my. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the running things that, on this podcast in all the years we've been doing it. Just... Dawson's dad died because he dropped his ice cream. Bro, fuck it. Just leave it. Pull over. What are we doing? <laughs> we're we're going to have to get that video and put it up on the socials this week. Oh, we could do that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the Drive soundtrack, it's, uh, it's perfect for your criteria of using the songs in the movies. Uh, these are all weird songs that no one's ever heard of, uh, except for maybe Night Call. Uh, but it is great, and we used to just drive and just blast this album. Uh, our friend Anthony Back is also a big fan of this album. We this whew, this movie. It's a, I, f- I feel like this is a movie people forgot. It was popular, kind of cultish at the time. Uh, Ryan Gosling is dumb popular now, but uh, this movie doesn't get talked about. I feel ever, and it's a I good one. I feel like I don't. I haven't even seen it. Uh, maybe not, cause it was it was a smaller movie, and uh, it was like when he was he was coming up, like it was around when he was trying to to do leading man stuff, not just. So so, what kind of songs do we have on this? We got like like the cars drive, like who's gonna drive? There's you like home? Uh, there's some fast songs, there's some slow songs, there's some upbeat songs. It's all over the place, cause it it's uh, it goes with the the movie. So there's high points, low points, and. The album matches the uh, the thing. So it's just here. a roller coaster of emotions, both <laughs> theatrically and audioly. Yes, I feel you watch the movie, you blast the soundtrack, you just you really gro- uh, groove with it, bro. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. Whew, we're almost here, baby. Number two. You know, so the theme with me today, 
has been shit that makes me feel wonderfully, luxuriously old. And this isn't going to help because five years ago, Gomez and I did an episode of the podcast about this movie hitting its 30th anniversary. Jesus Christ. And now here we are on the movie's 35th anniversary. And I'm going to talk about the soundtrack to Transformers the movie. Fuck. 35 years. <laughs> Transformers the movie is one of the most influential films that I have ever seen in my life. Simply because I believe I was four at the time when it came out. And I got to see it in theaters. And every single one of my heroes was dead in the first ten minutes. Because Hasbro needed to make new toys. Really needed to get rid of the old characters. Really prepared you for life, Joe. Just really let you know. Hey, hey kid. Just let you know. <laughs> Listen. Life sucks. Don't get it. Sometimes. Sometimes. Goliath kicks the shit out of David. Uh, uh, some of the songs we got on here. Dare to be stupid by Weird Al Yankovic. A Transformers rock cover, like the theme song by the band Lion, Instruments of Destruction by NRG, and of course, who can forget The Touch by Stan Bush. All timer. If if you listen to this soundtrack for the tone and the tenor of the movie, it is badass. And you gotta remember, even though this was geared toward kids, this was very much a kick in the dick. Over and over, watching these fucking robots just fucking murder each other in cold antifreeze fluid because they don't have blood. <laughs> I, it just, it was unbelievable to Crazy. see at such a young age. And the soundtrack just really fits it perfectly. It is an absolute acid trip. It's, <laughs> I watched that movie for the podcast and boy, oh boy, to imagine seeing that as a child. But I mean... Isn't that like watching Infinity War for some of these eight-year-old, ten-year-olds, right? Like, I would think so. It has to be a similar feeling that, you know, because especially with the Marvel movies, that was my biggest complaint as we were getting toward Infinity War was there never felt like there was any stakes because the good guys always just came out of it okay. And then we were back to square one. It was like, oh, why did we have this fight at all to begin with? Like, uh, Tony Stark dying it has probably ruined childhoods for some kids, like... <laughs> I mean, hey, the the end of um, Infinity War, where now yeah, half oh, it the was the best. Just fucking people were hysterical, crying away. <laughs> I like, I'm sitting there, you know, in my 30s, like with my jaw on the floor, going, "Holy shit, they really went here." So good. I could only imagine. Could you only imagine? Being, it's, it's crazy, no, and and that's how I think it felt with Transformers. Like, it has to be. You know, you're you're talking within the first. 20 minutes of the movie basically every character that you've known from watching this show on television is fucking killed good guys and bad guys alike and there's no reason then, to think that that was going to happen why would you think that's whatsoever. how <laughs> especially to start maybe at the end you know someone might die but to start the movie just hey everybody <laughs> let's kill some folk you know and then to kill optimus prime and then in the way they kill optimus prime where he's like laying on a table handing over the matrix of leadership and then his head just falls to the side and his whole body just turns gray like what the fuck is that is that what happens to fucking grandmas <laughs> 
Are there gray Optimus Prime toys? Like, is that a thing? Yes. So a couple years ago, it became a big thing to do, quote unquote, dead Optimus figures. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) So there was a New York Comic Con exclusive that was a dead Optimus. I actually have it. Love it. I picked it up because it was one of those things where I'm like, I... No, not that not, I collect you, Transformers. You need that, though. I get it. That's, but I felt like I needed it. That's your life. And <laughs> yeah, that was a big moment for me. Um, and then other versions of the Dead Optimus have been released. So uh, I believe there's one coming out now that's like a uh, Super 7's doing Transformers reaction figures now. Damn. And I believe they're doing one of the next waves is a movie series. So it's Dead Optimus and King Starscream, you know, so movie related ones very awesome that's cool <laughs> and and just b- before we finish up with transformers there's i just heard about this and this is like a very recent thing there is a band out there oh okay called cybertronic spree Ooh, okay and the whole gimmick is that they are dressed as transformers love it and they incorporate some songs from the soundtrack the movie soundtrack in their sets but they also do covers of like the immigrant song and they're on youtube they have a channel go check them out cybertronic spree is the name of the band and from what i am able to gather is they were looking to crowdfund a full album of them performing the entire movie soundtrack love it (laughs) so they they just recently released and when i say just recently i mean within the past couple of weeks released a video on YouTube, a music video of them doing the song Instruments of Destruction from the movie, and it is fucking badass. <laughs> it sounds like, like something people need to check out. <laughs> dude, I, like, we're going to have to link to it somewhere and put it up on definitely. social media. We'll definitely do it's, that. It's so fucking cool. Their costumes are unreal. Like, and how they're able to perform in these costumes to have that kind of functionality to be able to play your instruments like it is absolutely stupendous. If you are any bit of a Transformers fan, I think you need to check this out. I sent it to my brother, who's the big Transformers fan in the family, and he was agog because awesome. of it. That sounds good. What's the name again? Cybertronic Spree. Awesome. And we'll like link- the candy sprees. <laughs> Spree. <laughs> Just like the candy. Uh- Just like the candy. <laughs> And we'll link that the, up. On the fucking socials. horrible candy. I hated that. Oh, I candy. love sprees. I, I deal with. Do you? Re- it's just because you bite it and then it's just like sugar in your mouth. It's the best. Just give me yeah. that straight sugar. <laughs> it's like I'd rather just a pixie stick. Sure, I get it. And it's like a little sour. Sprees are good. You still get some yeah, like on never, Halloween and shit. I was never a big sour guy. Was really the thing. I never uh. really. I, a Sour Patch Kid here and there, oh, but even no. that was on the low end of my I candy love enjoyment. It. Oh, it's the best. So good. My number two, Joseph, is one that when I started making the list, I forgot about it. And then I was looking and I was like, no, I, I think I'm missing some stuff. And then I remembered and I said, holy shit, I used to listen to this soundtrack all the time. That movie is Kill Bill Volume One. Really? I played it, and as I was, I was like, "Oh my god, this song!" I played this song all the time, and then the next song came on. I said, "Oh my god, I listen to this all the time." And then when I told Kellyanne, I was like, "This," and she's like, "Oh wow, I haven't thought about it forever." But oh yeah, you used to play that all the time. To- 
Oh my goodness. And this is another one perfect with the movie. It's perfect with the movies. There's clips from the movie in there just like uh, Joe Loves. It's the best. Some of these songs are popular on the on commercials and shit like that. This was woo. I love it. I, I remember at the time there was like a bunch of songs that suddenly got popular because it, it was all older music on that on that soundtrack. And it was like suddenly like uh, Nancy Sinatra yes. uh, got really popular for a hot minute and yes. was bang, bang. You know, selling. A, yeah, exactly. And then like being used in commercials all of a sudden. The, so, the whistle yeah, song, Twisted Nerve. Yes. The uh, that sound, dun, 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 dun. people use that thing all the time. All the time, I want to say homicide started yes. using that as his entrance it's the best. in Ring of Honor. So good, yep, it's <laughs> so good. Tons of stuff. No, so good. I definitely, I definitely see that, and I remember Kill Bill was a a, a huge uh, hit at the time, and, and it felt like it was everywhere, and. Everybody was doing the uh, Halloween costume as the bride that year. Of course. So, yeah, I definitely see that. I, I, and, you know, it, like, I wouldn't have thought of that because it wasn't my thing. But, yeah, for you, yes, I do remember you loving it. Yes, it's probably my favorite uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, movie because I just, I, I love me some, some kung fu martial arts movies. I, I love them to this day. I still watch them. And this was this was my shit. Oh, so good. Now, how do you feel about part two? Part two is good. I prefer part one, but part two, you need part two because you need the the complete story. And uh, I've never watched this an edit where both of them are together. It's mm-hmm. called Kill Bill: The Whole Damn Thing, something like that, I believe. And uh, right. I've never gotten my hands on it. I'm really curious to see how it works as like a three and a half hour movie. You know, like all one thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but no, both are great. Uh, it might not be his best movie, and I I get people might not be into it because of the kung fu and shit. It's very, it's very niche, I would say. But I mean, it was so popular, yeah. obviously. But it is like you know, you got to be like really like, oh, I guess I'll see this kung fu movie with Uma Thurman. I mean, the movie has someone I fucking hate with all my heart, and it's one of my favorite movies. So you know, it must be good. This is true. If you are not aware, Gomez's hate for Uma Thurman is only matched by Hulk Hogan's hate for Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> it's the worst, especially when she's crying, and she cries a lot. She cries in the movie. Oh, Uma Thurman crying. No good. Oh, terrible. <sighs> Fuck. Great, great movie, great soundtrack. I've, uh, it's on my great list. Great movie, great soundtrack, bad crying. <laughs> Joe, we're up to number one here. Boy, whoo. I'm nervous. We are up to number one. I'm excited. And I think I'm going to make a hard left turn here. Whoa, what does that mean? That, what, where are we going? I think that once you hear me out, you'll be like, yeah, this this guy's right, but you will never expect to hear, or you've probably forgotten this movie has even existed because it was never even released on DVD, from what I can tell. Holy shit, I'm very excited to hear this now. 
Gomez, the year was 1995. Mm, good year. And I, I was just a young buck with a dime in my pocket mm-hmm. and a dream in my heart going to see the matinee showing with for $4 of the movie Angus. <laughs> That's good. Now, Angus is a movie about a fat kid with like a World War II hero grandpa and he's just like socially awkward and he gets made fun of for being fat and he just has a really big crush on like the hot girl in class but everybody makes fun of him because she's the hot girl and he's Angus and of course his name is also Angus which doesn't help from the fact that he's also fat and it's just like one of those movies that it was one it just kind of fit the time it, I don't know if it could have been released at any other time. It was just one of those things that made sense in the moment. It was a fun little movie that I remember even renting at Blockbuster uh, multiple times because I'm like, I like this movie. I Maybe sometimes I feel like Angus because I'm a fat kid who likes hot girls. I don't know. I just I didn't have a, uh, a World War II general grandpa, though, who played the trumpet. Um but the soundtrack for this movie, I, man. No, I remember it being a thing. I, I couldn't tell you the songs on it, but I remember it being a thing. This soundtrack, top to bottom, was like the perfect collection of like kind of underground punk pop alternative bands. Yeah, definitely. Like, Am I Wrong by Love Split Love, Kung Fu by Ash. Ain't That Unusual by the Goo Goo Dolls, Deep Water by the Pansy Division, You Gave Your Love to Me Softly by Weezer, and the big one on this album was probably my favorite Green Day song of all time, Ooh. and it you couldn't get it anywhere else. Oh, it was unreleased that at that point. J-A-R. Oh. And if you had ever seen Green Day live, for some reason... It was a song they wouldn't even play live that much. And like we just spoke about uh, not too long ago, I've seen Green Day live probably double digits of times. Crazy. And I think I've seen them play this song maybe once. That sucks. Uh. So this was just, I don't know how this very mediocre teen movie got such a banging soundtrack, but they did, and it was awesome. That was the time. And I, I wore the shit. Out of this soundtrack, it was the times. Everything had a soundtrack. That's I, movies now. They still kind of do that, but it's not like it was back then, where every movie had a soundtrack, no matter big or small. Like you said, Angus. I remember. I remember the movie, and I remember the soundtrack being a thing with with uh, your kind of people, your your punk rock kind of yes. that kind of thing, and. Uh, no, I totally get it. When you said it, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, no. Good choice, Joe. What a great list. That's a uh, good job there. But it shows you, like, this was not an important movie. No. It's not like this was some touchstone picture with, like, you know, somebody's, like, early work. I, I couldn't even tell you who was in this movie. Like, I don't even know. The only person that it was in this movie that I can remember doing anything else was the weird-looking red-haired kid that was in American Pie. I was going to say, there's some, like, weird kid in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's not, like, as far as I know, it's not like there's a person who was in it who became, like, famous down the line or something. And 
I don't even think this movie was ever released on DVD. And if you remember anything about the DVD craze, literally everything got released on DVD, if not nine times over, because everyone would go buy DVDs. We bought DVDs of everything because we didn't know that we were going to have to move one day and pack these up and carry them to our next apartment or house or condo or dumpster. We didn't know that. We just thought we were going to live places forever, and now we're stuck with hundreds and hundreds of DVDs that we have to move yearly because they keep raising our rent, and we need to find something more financially acceptable. Oh, goodness. I love it. So that was my number one, Gomez. What do you got? I mean, come on. Come on. What's number one, Joe? Come on. This is this has got to be the, the biggest layup since Nick Anderson missed four consecutive free throws in the finals. Ruined his career. Unbelievable. Poor Nick Anderson. Never the same. Gomez, are you going to hit these free throws? Is, is it as easy as I think it is? It better be. Come on, baby. We're talking about the purple one. Purple Rain, number one. What else could it be? Can't be anything else. Never in question. Never in question. Can't be anything else. It's it's. It might be the greatest album of all time. It just so happened <laughs> that there's a movie attached to it. My goodness. Oh, this movie. You know, I I own this. Uh, I have this on vinyl. <laughs> but did you buy it recently? No, it's it's my mom's. It's okay. it's like the original ones from back then. So, but it's just so funny. Of, of all the things I have, well, I do I mean, have that's this fine, on vinyl. Because it's not like you went to Target yesterday and said, oh, I wonder if they have Purple Rain on vinyl. Oh, but I, I remember I, I had my own little vinyl machine. Little suitcase vinyl guy. A, a record player, you mean? A vinyl machine. Jesus a vinyl Christ. Machine. <laughs> so if you're the person who collects vinyl out there, I want you to take a picture of your record player and tweet it to us at Carjomas with the hashtag vinyl machine. I had a little suitcase record player. And... Uh, I would listen to my, as previously stated, my uh, little Brave Sambo uh, storybook we've talked about. Yeah, we did. And <laughs> and uh, other things. But, uh, yeah, this was number one, of course. Uh, Prince is my double main man. God bless him. And this is just an absolute banger after banger. Starts with Let's Go Crazy. I mean, hello. It ends with Purple Rain. That already would have been the best movie soundtrack of all time. But no, he gives us more beautiful ones. When doves cry, oh my goodness. I'm going to listen to this as soon as I finish recording this podcast. Because, oh, I would die for you. Computer Blue, like, all of it. I mean, these are not just good songs. These are all timers. And they're all in one spot. And they're all in one movie. It is absurd to think that all this wonderfulness is all concentrated in the same place. It's probably, it's got to be number one in quality because it's nine songs, nine smash hits, and uh, see you later. It's perfect. Oh, the best. My goodness. 
Absolutely. I, I can't argue with that. I figured it had to be your number one coming in. I think anything else would have been a disappointment for the people. I think it would have been a disappointment for The Rock. And... <laughs> I got to send the fans home happy. Come on, bro. And that's the thing. You always send the people home happy. Give them what they want at the end. At the end of the day, Stone Cold has to come out and hit a stunner. Yes. Stone Cold. No one else should hit a stunner ever. Stone Cold only, please. Oh, Jesus. Fucking Kevin Owens does a stunner. If you didn't know, Joe, it's the worst thing (laughs) ever. I don't even know who that is. (laughs) It's just terrible. Oh, my goodness. So there we go. Top five. So different on list. But both of them make sense and are perfect. What a great job we did here. I think we absolutely killed it and that there's a reason that this is the greatest podcast in the history of Earth and probably the most downloaded one as well. I'll have to fact check that. We we deliver the goods. Yes. Facts don't matter. Uh, (laughs) Do you have a honorable mention before we get out of here? I have... uh, Another small movie, uh, The Guest. It has it's it's like Drive in the sense that it has these uh, songs all over the place because it, it goes with the highs of the movies and the lows of the movies. Uh, I will say the main song that we blast always. It's not an original song, but Stevie B, The Postman. Whoo! It's the best. Are you down with Stevie B, Joe? I am not, but apparently I need to be. What? Apparently, I need to Stevie B. Oh, my goodness. Please listen to some Stevie B when we're done with this. He is. He'll make you feel things. So good. Those are my favorite things to feel. (laughs) The uh, Godzilla 98 soundtrack. It had the Puff Daddy song. (laughs) It had Green Day. uh, Brain Brain Stew, right? With... (laughs) With Godzilla noises, yeah. uh, in, in the fucking... <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Batman and Robin, you know, there was a lot of uh, See, new metal now, soundtracks that came out and I, shit like I that. I thought about Batman and Robin, but I think the bigger one for me was Batman Forever. With Seal, Kiss from a Rose. Yes, I, w- I would think that. And the Offspring song, Smash It Up. One of the only U2 songs I don't hate, uh, Kiss Me, Thrill Me, whatever the fuck that song was is. Was that that one or was that the Batman and Robin? No, that, that's not Batman and Robin. I, Batman and Robin is the Smashing Pumpkins and a Bone Thug song, no, an R. Kelly U2 song. has to be Batman and Robin. There's no way you got that U2 song and Seal on the same album. Oof. Bro, they were giving goods back then, bro. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Let's look. Here we go. Batman Forever soundtrack. Uh, U2, number one. Hold me, thrill me, kiss me. Number four, Seal, Kiss from a Rose. It's a great album, bro. Uh, that's incredible. No, do you have to change your list now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I may have to. <laughs> it's a great one. I mean, th- that was a huge hit. The Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me. I want to, And if I remember correctly, that music video was big at the time, too. It was animated. Yes, it was an animated music video. Yep. Yeah, the Bat- Batman and Robin gave us that Smashing Pumpkins song. Gave us a little Bone Thugs and Harmony. Jewel, Foolish Game. Ooh, what an interesting choice. <laughs> There's a the very, Spawn. Very weird album here. 
they're all weird. The Spawn, uh, the Spawn soundtrack has my favorite Marilyn Manson song, has uh, a Filter song, has a Corn song. Like so, like these albums started coming out, and it was like, ooh, give me some of that. Give me some of that new metal, new metal kid. Uh, uh, see, a big one for me was in '98. So I, I'm the back end of my high school career, and we got like the the reboot of the the teen comedy drama movies with Can't Hardly Wait. Like it basically jump started the whole genre again, and the soundtrack for that was it was a banger. It had. I thought that might be on your your list. I was like, oh, I wonder if Can't Hardly Wait's gonna be. on I his did list. think about it. But the thing is, is with the soundtrack is great, but when it comes to having like really memorable scenes that I associate with the songs, it's Definitely more not. of a it's more of a great playlist than it is a nostalgic bring back to the movie. Totally, with your criteria, I totally get that. Yep. Uh, but also basketball. If you remember the movie basketball, oh yeah, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. The best. That soundtrack was such a huge deal for me because at the time I was heavy, heavy into 80s music. And this soundtrack featured a cover of Real Big Fish doing Take On Me, the original by AHA. And it was that was the only place you could get it at the time. We hadn't discovered Napster yet. All time so, cover right there, bro. One of the greatest covers of all time. And then also on that album is the Cherry Pop and Daddies doing a cover of Jump in the Line, (laughs) which is also spectacular. Nice. Look at that. And we also got another cover from, I don't know, one of the top two to three bands of the 90s, Smash Mouth. Doing Why Can't We Be Friends. Oh, that's right. That's where that started. That was an album I really played a lot, a lot, a lot. And I love that movie as well. And I wanted to give an honorable mention to another Pookie movie soundtrack, uh, Suspiria. Both versions, I think, are uh, good for the spooky music that you're uh, getting into your groove with. Ooh. Uh, The last one I have written down right now totally 80s movie but not like the 80s comedy that I think people will associate me with this is Top Gun and Top Gun was in every single nook and cranny of popular culture in the 80s who could forget Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins hell yeah Also, playing with the boys also by Kenny Loggins and then the Top Gun anthem on top of that like spectacular Everybody wanted to be a fucking fighter pilot back then. Like, <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I have, like, nowadays, I do not know anyone who said, you know what, one day I'm going to be a fucking fighter pilot. But we, <laughs> at that point, we were playing, we were downloading uh, on our fucking Commodore 64s. We were getting flight simulator games and giving ourselves stupid names like Nightcrawler because it was one thing we knew that sounded cool, like it could be a fucking great fighter pilot name. And then we'd go and fucking crash. This is the kind of shit we did because Top Gun made this sound like an appealing career. No, that's a, that's a good one. What a great what a great episode, Joe. It always is, and this is why I like doing these lists. We kind of get off track here and there, but at the same time, we do bring up some some good memories, some bad memories. But all in all, we hit that nostalgia in the right spot, and that's at the end of the day what we are about. We are the noblemen of nostalgia. The noblemen of nostalgia. 
So for next episode, we don't really have anything uh, going on. There's no movies or nothing. I thought maybe we could talk about there's a new Netflix documentary uh, about the malice in the palace. Oh. Oh, baby. Yes, I've totally forgot to bring it up last episode. So I'll bring it up now so everybody can, can watch and we could talk about it. There hasn't really, there's never been anything about it because there's been lawsuits and no one's been able to talk. And now finally we're getting to hear what the fuck happened. You know, that's really interesting because I never really gave it much thought because I always just assumed because it happened in like the modern media era, you know, with the Internet, with social media, that was a social media event. I I remember, I believe, on Twitter. Was it on Twitter? Like when this happened? Like I remember hearing about it like immediately and everyone was like fucking turn on ESPN right now. So I just felt like maybe there there wasn't any information to like uncover. You know what I mean? As whereas opposed to other events that happened years and years ago, now we could go back and and dig up the old info that we never knew. With this, I just figured it didn't exist. So I'm, now that they're putting something like this out, I am interested to go check it out. I just want to tell you the malice in the palace happened November 19th, 2004. So that's before <laughs> Twitter. I don't know. I felt like Twitter yes. would Wow, that's that long ago. It was probably just people uh, text messaging you. Like, I was watching it live, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? So it must have been people just, everybody, you got to watch this shit. Because what happened was, uh, it was the end of a game, and Sports Center was supposed to be on. So the game carried over, and all of a sudden, this fucking brawl just happened. So I think a lot of people actually saw it live, and whew, boy, that was something. Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen anything like that in in our lifetimes. I mean, you look at the old hockey footage of like um, Mike Milbury going up into the bleachers and beating a fan with his own shoe, but uh, this one seemed to be a little bit more uh, just just, <laughs> just because it happened in real time, and it was. It was on, you know, people saw it. It wasn't, you know, people never watch hockey. Even to this day, I'm the only one in America who watches hockey. So that's true. You know, when when people see it, it make it it makes more of an impact. So that's on Netflix. It's called uh, Untold. This is a a series. It's kind of like the uh, the Woodstock thing, where it's a bunch of different episodes about different events. So this first one is about the malice in the palace on Netflix. Check it out. We're going to check it out, and uh, we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah, and of course, we'll be back with all the regular fuckery that we bring to the table each and every week. Before we get out of here, hit them with them plugs, baby. All the social medias, at Jomez. Don't forget, download this podcast everywhere. Everywhere. If you want to download it on multiple apps, we would appreciate that. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Please leave a review if you can wherever it is that you download this share it with your friends otherwise you can follow me personally on all the socials at the joe shoes i'm the gomez 154 on twitter and we will see you next time peace One, two, one.